Time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, look at here. <laughs> look at here. Look at here. If it isn't cameras on in the good old studio, the good old Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Welcome in on this Tuesday. What are we going to talk about? Huh? What do you want to get into? Okay, everything's on the table as far as I'm concerned. I just want to hear from you today. Uh, so get on in here. You can text me. You can call me. You can comment on the live thread if you're watching there. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Long time's no see. On the uh, live stream on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So feel free to type up a comment, hit submit. It pops up on the screen right there. We can all get in on the conversation. And, uh, yep, he's he's here. He pretty much always is when we have a show. His name is Beaver, and he's driving this bus. Hey, Beaver, how you doing, man? I'm good, Matt Wyatt. So in the five years that I've been doing this radio show, which seems longer than that for some reason, You've been the full-time producer of this show for, what, a couple of years? Do you know exactly? Well, let's see. There was that brief time after Roger passed, rest right. in peace. That was, let's see, that was March 2020 to about July of that year, four months. And then I took this over from Bill August of last year. Oh, Wow, So really? about a year and a half total. Okay, so a year and a half, not two years. All right, see, so that, uh, you said August of last year, and I thought it had been longer than that. But Okay, but in that amount of time, I guess what I'm saying is you yourself have missed a grand total of, what, one show here? Because I made the statement, I said, look, if we're on, then it means Beaver's here. I mean, I'm trying to think, have you ever missed one of these? You know, I've missed a ton. I don't think you've missed any. Maybe one that I can think of. I don't know. So, I mean, it's basically a true statement. If we're on the air, Beaver's here. And if we're on the air, you can be a part of it. I really do hope you will be. You can text. You can call. You can comment. Come into your comments in just a sec on the Murray West Live thread. If you're there, again, type it up. It'll pop up on the thread, the Murray West Live thread. Speaking of thread, if you need anything sewn on, a logo, or uh, on your shirt, your hat, custom apparel, contract embroidery company here in Mississippi. They do the best job. You need to go there. If you have any sort of need for, you know, medium size, large size, whatever it is, order of stuff with, with logos, insignias, sewn, you know, embroidery logos. It could be also patches, other stuff. You know, like the hat I'm wearing right now is a, country pleasing hat but instead of the red hog it's got that leather patch on there um and and it's sewn on the front of the hat they do all that kind of stuff too that's at murray west go to murraywest.com so you can comment you can text here is the question today it is sort of a golf related question but it's not a golf subject okay i i didn't bring you in here on a tuesday to start flapping my gums talking golf to you wow Look at this. Now, here's a happy interruption. 
Here is a happy interruption. We're going to step aside for just a second. Hey, Beaver, you will not believe what the homecoming queen just handed me. You hear that? Beaver, you yeah. got any guesses? Since you can't see, you got any guesses what you think that is? Some sort of candy? Yeah, some sort of candy. He's picking up what I'm putting down. It is a package of my favorite type of M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's that come in the red package. I don't know who you are out there that doesn't like peanut butter M&M's, but you need to get your act together. Okay, peanut M&M's, regular M&M's, great. One of, if I had to rank them, though, at number three would be the white chocolate M&M's. Number two would be peanut M&M's. And number one, right there, peanut butter M&M's. <gasps> Matt didn't put the regular milk chocolate M&M's in his top three? Nope. But anyway, she brought me that, just handed it to me, and a mug, a brand new mug that I love. Look at this mug. It's the Peanuts Gang. It's got Linus covered in, or is that Charlie Brown? No. Yeah, Charlie Brown covered in leaves on one side, and Snoopy playing in the leaves on the other side. A new mug. Thank you. I'm going to drink out of it right now in the show. I'm going to wipe the dust out of it. <laughs> okay. All right. She hey, Matt Wyatt. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm sorry. I I missed the first half of that story because, <laughs> let me tell you, old J Jake walked in here. Oh, Jake. Dadgummit, Jake. We're trying Not to work over here. Exactly. Not only did he interrupt the proceedings, <laughs> but the reason he interrupted it, because a few minutes ago, he walked by the window, and it's the first time I've seen him for the day. And so, you know, I was waving hello at him, and he walked in here. And then he said, did you need me? And I said, what? He goes, oh, I thought you were waving for me to come in. I said, no, I was just waving hello. So what's happened is Jake, you know, I always, Jake just, I I think that means Jake now believes that he's just needed. Oh. <laughs> in every situation, he believes Jake, he's no. so needed that he takes me waving hello as a, Come in here, Jake. I desperately need to talk to you and get your wisdom. <laughs> All you did was wave hello, and he took that as, Here I come to save the day. Beaver, you needed nice. me. Yeah. Nice drop. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> crux of the matter, I missed. What did you just say your favorite type of M&M's are? Okay. Annabeth, you heard me say that she brought me some stuff, right? And yeah. it she got she brought me a mug of my favorite thing, the Peanuts Gang. Charlie Brown covered in fall leaves on one side, Snoopy on the other. I love the Peanuts cartoons. This year I'm saving up to buy the Peanuts Gang Christmas decorations for the front yard. But I digress. So she brought me a mug, and in the mug was a package of my favorite M&Ms, the peanut butter M&Ms. Peanut butter M&Ms in the red package. And then I proceeded to rank the top three types of M&Ms. At number three... It's the white chocolate M&M's. At number two, it's peanut M&M's. And at, coming in at number one, in the red package, the peanut butter M&M's. And no, I didn't have the regular smaller milk chocolate M&M's in my top three. I don't like them. I honestly won't take them if you offer them. Now, if you put them in a chocolate chip cookie, I'll eat them. But I'll never pull a, a package of regular M&M's off the shelf. What do you think about my list, Beef, before we go any further? 100% with you. My favorite is peanut butter. Mm. But I've got to admit, I've never had these white chocolate you speak of. 
I don't know if I've ever seen them. Listen, I highly recommend the white chocolate M&Ms. You can find them. And the white chocolate Reese's. Have you tried that? Yeah. Yeah. Love them. Love them. Now, somebody gave me a white chocolate like candy bar once. I want to say it was like a white chocolate, maybe Snickers or something. Not too fond of that. That's too much. That's a little too much. You really can't improve on a Snickers anyway. But hallelujah. I tell you what, man. You talk about a blessed individual. Y- y'all give me one minute here, and then we'll we'll move forward with the question of the day, which is, today is a very special day, a golf-related topic, not a golf-related subject. But you're going to have a chance to weigh in on this, and it will be interesting. Give me one minute. I am a lucky man. I don't deserve. And I'm not saying this. She can't even hear me right now. But I'm just telling you something. Men, boys, (laughs) if you find a wife who loves you unconditionally, in spite of you being dumb and making mistakes and fouling up, okay, and being ugly and losing your hair. (laughs) You find a woman who loves you in spite of all that, like genuinely, 100%, unconditionally loves you, and then looks for ways, and every now and then to surprise you, just all, I don't do that very well at all, but constantly looking for ways to put a smile on your face. Bring you M&Ms. Bring you a new coffee mug with your favorite Peanuts character on it. You find that, you found something. You better hang on for dear life. If you hadn't find that, found that, um, <laughs> hang in there too. <laughs> we'll pray for you. All right, here was a question. Then I'm coming to your text. We'll go wherever. But today, y'all, is National Mulligan Day. Beaver, you know what a mulligan is? Redo. Yep, you get to do it over. A mulligan in golf is when you're a weekend hacker, you're not very good, and you're just playing for fun, and you get, take mulligans. Or you're in a tournament, and you to raise money, you can buy do-over shots uh, called mulligans. You can take a mulligan. So, like, if you have a little short putt, you hit your putt, and you miss it. Oh, it's such an easy putt. I missed it. I wish I could do it over. Well, I'll take a mulligan. And sometimes your buddies will go, well, all right, we all got two mulligans. Or, you know, you can... Buy five mulligans if you want to in a golf tournament. Then you have five do-overs. It's a do-over. And in real competitive golf, you don't get a do-over. Okay? But in fun golf, (laughs) we've all taken mulligans. And that's a lot of times a joke. Somebody will go, hey, man, so-and-so shot 76 Saturday morning. And you go, yeah, well, how many mulligans did he use? In other words, how many do-overs did he get? Stuff like that. Mulligan is a do-over. So here's my question for you. I guess I could limit it to just sports. If you had a do-over, anything, any type, if you had a mulligan, if you had in your pocket for life, sports, whatever, and you had in your pocket one mulligan, what would you use it on? If you had a life, again, sports goes under the umbrella of life, if you had a life mulligan, what would you use it on? Happy National Mulligan Day. All right, uh, we'll get to that. Coming to your comments on the Murray West Live thread here shortly. Right now, I'm going to jump over here to the text line, the country-pleasing text line. 
right out of the chutes, somebody said almond M&Ms all day. And I bet that is good. It's just... I never, I never reach and buy those. It's like if I want almonds, I'll buy almonds. I, you know, if I want peanuts, I want them in peanut M&Ms. <laughs> I feel differently about it. Matt from Brandon, Texas, show and says the blue caramel M&Ms are in the top three. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. You're saying there is a blue package of M&Ms and they are caramel M&Ms? B, have you ever had those? Caramel no. M&Ms? They, they sound... Pretty delicious. So I wonder what it is, though. Is it like chocolate around the caramel or caramel around the chocolate, or is it all caramel inside of a thin candy shell? <laughs> I don't know. i got to try those. Nick Texas Show says peanut M&M's clear uh, winner, but a whatchamacallit is the best candy bar on the planet. I agree. I'm all in on a whatchamacallit. It'd be number one. Somebody text the show. And says, hey, Matt. Oh, this is Will. Hey, Will. Thanks for texting. i got to put your name in here, Will. He says, I love your YouTube channel, especially the behind-the-scenes video of state road games. What are some of your favorite and least favorite SEC stadiums you've visited? Number one favorite stadium to visit for me is, well, stadium. You asked stadiums. Okay, stadiums. See, my favorite trip every other year is Auburn. Because I get to go through my hometown and stay with my mother at her house. <laughs> and then go to the game, come back to her house and all that. So my favorite trip, we do that in a couple of weeks at Auburn. But uh, favorite stadium to go to on the road is Texas A&M. I've told you, I've told others, i got a guy in my Sunday school class that he and his uh, wife, they every year are picking one road venue they've never been to and like making that one road trip every year. And I told him, look, if you haven't been to A&M, you got to go see it. Television does not do justice the spectacle that that stadium is. They have a phenomenal atmosphere. And the stadium itself, it's like you can, there's just nothing like it. You know, it holds 100-plus thousand. You go, yeah, well, Michigan and Alabama do, Tennessee. So what? I've been to those. It's different at A&M. I don't know how to why. It's just the way it's built, four levels of stadium going straight up. Uh you know, like if you go to Tuscaloosa, like it's big, round, uniform, and like, I don't know, it's like being in a fishbowl, <laughs> it's like nothing special about it. And it's really not even all that electric. Of course, now I'm a state guy, and you hadn't even competed in there recently, so maybe I'm jaded by that. So it just, everything looks the same, you know, from every angle. A&M, it's a whole different deal. So I love going and seeing that stadium. Uh, least favorite stadium? That's tough. I mean, they're all nice. Yeah, I don't like the radio booth at LSU, but I like everything else about it. You know, uh, but the radio booth's hard to operate around. Uh, probably least favorite stadium would have to be. Ah, oh, shoot, I don't know. I never, I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't really thought of it. Least favorite stadium. I like Kentucky. I mean, Vandy is whatever. We don't go there very often. Um, I guess probably Tuscaloosa. <laughs> as far as a stadium. 
I know as weird as that sounds, but as far as the stadium, it's big and full of people. It is. But it's like going to a, I don't know, it's like, you know, they shake a few pom-poms, play the elephant on the video board and, and, and over the sound, and then, you know, you could do a 360 in the stadium. It all looks the same. They, you know, other than the students, they all sit down the whole game. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would say is probably my least favorite stadium would be Bryant-Denny. There you go. That's the best I got. Tried to answer his best. And thanks, Will, for the question. Uh, somebody, yeah, okay, uh, the Zero Bar. Allen, Texas, says, hey, Matt, do you remember these? I think they're extinct now, the Zero Bar. I don't know if they're extinct. Is that white chocolate or is that something else that they're made of? Um, oh, he's in my head? Yeah. Because when you were talking about white chocolate, my brain went immediately to Zero Bar. Zero bar. I haven't. I don't know that I've ever eaten one of those. Like almost ever. They're good. Yeah. David and Brandon text the show, and he said, "Here's a topic. How good is Oklahoma?" Heard a tidbit this morning. They have the easiest schedule in the country. They play one team that ranks in the top thirty in recruiting. That's Texas. Says Ole Miss and State both play eight teams that rank in the top thirty in recruiting. I feel that their success is accumulative. That's why they are able to beat a team like Texas. Well, you get up for one game a year. I don't know. I, I think the Big 12, you know, has has been very competitive, very good teams. You know, collectively, do they have the strength of an SEC or Big 10? No, but you know, I hadn't run them down. I, I just think, but what you're touching on is real, and what I think, David, is when Texas and Oklahoma get to the SEC, they're going to find out that, yes, this cumulative effect of playing those eight teams like that in a row just one. I mean, it's Florida one week, and then it's Tennessee, and then it's Alabama, and then it's LSU. Then you get a week off, and then you go to Ole Miss, and then you host Arkansas, and then you play state. And it's like, eh, gum. I mean, can I come up for air? No, <laughs> you can't. And so they're really good teams, and it's really competitive. Is it the same as an eight-game gauntlet in the SEC? No, it's not even close. And they're going to find out. Nick texts the show. He says his MSU mulligan would be to pony up the $200,000 for Cam Newton. Boy, you're not kidding. I'll tell you this, Nick, too. And, you know, leaving the past in the past, I haven't brought it up a ton. And one reason is, too, is because I really do appreciate Chris Relf. Chris Relf, to me, and the job that he did, the improvement and development he went through from the start of his career to – then in the years under Dan Mullen, the toughness. I always have felt like Chris is maybe one of the more underrated, underappreciated guys to come through uh, the program recently. Just absolutely tough as nails. Played hurt all the time. Won big games all the time. Got so much better. His recruitment was nothing. you know. And early on in his career, you'd go watch him when, when he was on the teams that Coach Kroon was coaching, and you'd think, man, he's just not gonna, it ain't going to happen for him. He gets there with Mullen, it works, they coach him, he takes to it. So, you know, I appreciate Chris, but that 2010 season, if they spend the money, it would have been the best money they'd ever spent for their football program. They'd have won it all. That defense loaded with NFL players, it was a 9 or 10 win team anyway, wasn't it? 9 wins, 10 wins, 9. Including the bowl game, just beat the you-know-what out of Michigan in the Gator Bowl. You put Cam on that team, they win the whole thing. It would have... It would have been the best investment. And that's what Charles Barkley said about Cam Newton after they paid him. 
And still, I will tell you this, Nick, the funny thing about it, still, it's a handful of Auburn people who are the only people in the universe who are still holding on to the belief that they didn't pay him to come there. <laughs> he said it himself. <laughs> they don't want to believe it. I don't get that. Uh, unnamed texter says, we are doing the same thing. Arkansas this weekend is our trip this season. Thought about A&M, but worried about November weather. Yeah, I don't know what the weather is like there in November, honestly. I don't, we haven't been there in November that I can remember. Poet don't know him. But let me tell you something. Arkansas, you go to northwest Arkansas this time of year, it is gorgeous. And you can run into rain. You let it get in November and go to Fayetteville, you can freeze your fanny off, too. I've done that. But I'm looking forward to that trip this weekend. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, thinking about where to use the mulligan is giving me a headache. I need more than one. <laughs> if you had a life mulligan, you got one. What would you use it on? Let me know. We're going to continue this conversation on up throughout the show. Hey, and I just got a really smart text from a buddy of mine. It says, if you think the NCAA would have treated State the way they did Auburn in that Cam Newton stuff, you got another thing coming. <laughs> and it's true. Take the penalties. That's what I would say. If I could go back and do that one again, pay him. Just walk right up to the NCAA and say, hey, look, we're doing this, okay? We're going to pay him. He's getting offers from the other schools. We're paying him. We're going to get him. Go ahead and tell us what the punishment's going to be because we're taking it. <laughs> well, that would have been breaking the rules. <laughs> all right, more of your texts. I'll come to the comments on the live thread. That's all coming up next. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. Welcome in. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Beaver is here. Thank goodness you are here. Farm Bureau. With the home team, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Now, over here on the Murray West live thread, first comment today was Danny. He got in here. Uh, he's on Facebook. Said, looking good, Matt. Hail State from Ringgold, Georgia. Well, Hail State to you. Thanks for tuning in all the way from GA. Uh, somebody gave us a howdy on YouTube. Howdy back. Chris on uh, Facebook said, hey, Matt, Hail State. What is the scoop about the quarterback situation and Will Rogers' health? Well, don't take my word for it. Take the head coach's word for it. It's day-to-day. -day. Uh, yesterday, Zach Arnett had his weekly press conference. Here is a question. You will faintly hear the question, but then you will clearly hear Zach Arnett's answer to you know, this question, which is the same question you had about it. Will Rogers and Woody Marks in the injury situation. Any kind of update on Will and Woody Marks? Do you expect them to play Saturday? How are they kind of progressing? No, no update. I put them in with every other guy. Right? Gave them limited reps last week because they've played the vast majority of the snaps. And 
every single guy on the roster is on a day-to-day -day evaluation, and everyone who's medically cleared to play and able to play will play, and if if they're not, then they don't. There you go, playing the game a little bit. Now, I, I would tell you, certainly, yes, you know, a guy like Zach Arnett already knows whether or not he expects them to be able to play. But the day-to-day -day thing is exactly what you should do if you're a head coach, okay, and you're in that situation. He's your starting quarterback, and he's a little banged up, and it's not obviously seriously out for the year. And his backup is also your change of pace, who if the backup plays a whole game, it's a whole different type of play call, a whole different type of offense you got to defend versus with Will plays. So absolutely, protect it, close practice, don't let anybody in. Watch for people sneaking around out in the cedar trees with binoculars. <laughs> do like Coach Cheryl used to do and throw a fit if an airplane fl flies over. Who's in that airplane? Find out. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> like protect it. Practice indoors. Lock the doors. Shut them. Shades over the windows. Don't. And if there's a way, you just hold that advantage if there's a way to hold it from your next opponent, which is Arkansas. Let them practice for both guys. Let them wonder. And everybody's got intel and all this kind of stuff and – you know, but he's doing what he should do, especially publicly. Uh, as a head coach, he's holding it close to his vest. Uh, Tom comments on the Murray West live thread. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. Since 1996, they do a phenomenal job. You need your logo sewn on anything, go there. Trust me, you can find them at murraywest.com. On the Murray West Live thread on YouTube, Tom says the quarterback at LSU is the best player I've seen all year. Uh, where'd they get him from? Got him from Arizona State. Yeah, he transferred in there. Is this is this his third year or his second year at LSU? Hold on, let me think. Burrow was 19, right? I don't know who 20 was. Oh, it was uh, Brennan. And then Daniel's in 21, and so this would be his third year, right? Or would it? I can't remember. Why can't I remember anything? Okay, second year. Okay. Got it. Bayou Bingo Babe confirming this is his second year, and he's already setting LSU records in like a year and a half. That's incredible. Uh, Tim comments on Facebook, gave us a hashtag Hail State from Mammoth Spring, Arkansas. I'd love to know where that is. You don't get a name like that unless you – it's a pretty cool place, right? Uh, I saw something funny the other day when uh, they were having the eclipse or we had the eclipse on Saturday and everybody posting pictures of it and Mammoth Cave up in Kentucky. Mammoth Cave has an official like National Park Service Twitter account. And they put on there, here's the official view, or here's the view of the eclipse from Mammoth Cave. And it was just a it was just a blank picture. Couldn't see anything. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. Chris comments and says, uh, your thoughts of all the talk about wanting Wright to be the starter. Curious how they think a guy who, has, who was benched and left Vandy is our savior. Think he's a great athlete and maybe a great kid, but I just don't think we are upgrading if Will is out. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and 
players can get better from year to year. They can get worse from year to year. Situations are different. There's been a lot of players over the years who, you know, you get around a different group of players, they look different. You know, all of that stuff. And he has done a good job. But he's, you know, in terms of, you know, ability to throw the football consistently, high completion percentages and that sort of thing, or, or types of throws are really different. You know, Will, because of his experience, is more comfortable reading sideline to sideline, deep to shallow coverage, everything, zone man, reading all that stuff, throwing against blitz, throwing against hot. Whereas, you know, what you see with Mike Wright is you use his legs, he's a great athlete, and you just, you're, it's more design throws off of play action stuff and less reading the field with route combinations, giving you an option for the quarterback to make sure the defense is wrong. Does that make sense? Design throw deal is we're going to make it look like this run and we're trying to hit that guy on a go ball. If he ain't there, you got an underneath. If that's covered, pull it down and run. Make what you can. You know, it's more design throw stuff. So it is it is different. And I've had the same thoughts on it all year, Chris. There's a reason Will Rogers, your starter, and playing every down they can get him out there for other than a few change-ups. There's a reason that Auburn tried like crazy to talk Will into coming to Auburn. There's a reason for all that. Uh, Jimmy, he he confirmed that it's also uh, second year at LSU for Jaden Daniels. He also said Michigan seats 100,000, but it feels like it only really has room for (laughs) 80,000. You know what, Jimmy, people have said that about Neyland Stadium at Tennessee certain parts of that one, like they said, hey, look, they designed those bleacher seats with the way they spread out the numbers, like seat one, seat two, seat three on row, whatever. They designed it for people, you know, 50, 60 years ago when everybody was skinny. (laughs) He said, you know, they got them crammed in there. There's no, there's some places where there's no way this person is sitting on that one seat right there on the bench in Neyland Stadium. There's some good ones trying to squeeze in there every Saturday. Jimmy said Arkansas is a great trip. Yeah, it is. It is. I just like it. You know, I like the scenery in northwest Arkansas. You're starting to get into the Ozarks. Um, They get the early fall. From a fishing and outdoor standpoint, they've got it all. They even have some things we don't have, like trout, if that's just what you want to do. Uh, I was in northwest Arkansas one time on my way to Branson. I wasn't in Missouri yet. I was still in Arkansas. And we we go around a curve, and there's a sign there. You know how you have a deer crossing sign? But it wasn't deer. It was elk. There was an elk crossing sign. This is in Arkansas. And I thought, is that real? Was that a joke? It's real. Watch out for elk. We need to, we're going to have, based on my experience this weekend, I saw two big dead hogs on the side of the road in different places where people had hit them with their car. And we're going to have to start having some of those hog crossing signs. All right? Big yellow sign on the side of the road with that Razorback hog on it. <laughs> we're going to have to get some of those eventually. All right. The, on National Mulligan Day, Will said his life mulligan. He says he'd buy Bitcoin in 2013 when it was 300 bucks when he first learned about it. Is that a thing? So you how removed I am. Well, I don't have any idea. If it's if it's money, I got no clue. Scott commented on Facebook and says, Hail State Matt from beautiful Florence, Alabama. Hope all is well in Hail State. 
Back to you, Scott. And you know Florence is a beautiful place. Got the Tennessee River rolling right through there. Wilson Dam there at McFarland Park. Northwest Alabama. Kind of hilly. A little bit of everything out there. It is a beautiful place. Beautiful place. All right, back over to the text line. Country pleasing text line. Jake from Yazoo. He says, I'd like to play over and under on how many times Arnett says, all right, whenever he's interviewed. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a take on Saban, isn't it? Um, I'll give you some more of that. When we come back, we'll, we'll get into a little more of what some of the coaches said. Because uh, yesterday you had Arnett and Sam Pittman from Arkansas both talking, saying things about each other and then about the teams. Uh, we'll listen in and see what Hugh Freeze said. He's he's at Auburn, obviously, and he's going to play his old team in Ole Miss this weekend. He had paid them a lot of compliments, including a comment where he said his goal is to get the Auburn offense looking like the Ole Miss offense. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll get into all of that. Uh, Jake. No, we just read that. Carlos says, what about the freshman from Memphis? Is he available to play? Yeah, uh, Parson, the freshman quarter. I mean, I think he is. I know he had an injury that maybe required a little surgery or something at some point. But, I mean, I, he's been out there dressed out, you know, and throwing and everything during pregame. I figure he can if they need him to. Oh, Will. Okay. Will says Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. One Bitcoin is worth $28,000 today, and it was $300 back in 2013. Okay. Got you. More power to you, man. Should have bought some. <laughs> now the key is to figure out what the next Bitcoin is. For me, I'll just, I like the jingle in my pocket, and I'll just, I'll pay with the paper money. Y'all stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out at cspire.com. Bulldog Blitz texted the show, and he said that elk have been reintroduced, quote-unquote, to a lot of states east of the Mississippi. And then in my comment regarding uh, Florence and yeah, Wilson Dam right there at Florence, Tennessee River running through there. He said, Wilson and Wheeler are superb trophy catfish fisheries. He fished them both. Can't wait to go back. They have tournaments there every year. So catfish tournaments at Wilson and Wheeler. I, I didn't know that. i tell you this. I was somewhat impressed with the big catfish tournament, the Bill Dance sponsors that came to Vicksburg this summer. That whole thing, the whole weekend. And, I mean, it was, and they're coming back next year. Um, that was incredible. Was it in August? Yeah, I guess it was in August. That was incredible. You know, and I, I've seen a lot of bass weigh-ins and been to them and been a part of them. And, yeah, it's great. It is. It's awesome. You know, you some guy's going to win a tournament. He goes up there with, you know, 30 pounds of fish, holds up two big largemouth, photo op and all that. But when you got a guy pulls out of the live well of his boat a 
<laughs> Catfish, he can't even hold it. Drops it on the stage. Boom. That's a whole different kind of drama. I like it. I can get into that real quick. Four. <laughs> sure. And uh, just a reminder, you can text the show. The number to text, 885-3776. 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. So text me there. You can comment on the live stream if you're on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Type in a comment. Post it. It pops up right here. We can put it on the screen. Uh like Becky on Facebook on the Murray West live thread says it's beautiful on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Not hot, not cold, just right. On this day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. What is the weather supposed to be? What's the weather going to be? I mean, so the last two mornings where I live in Tupelo, we've been in the 40s. Woke up yesterday morning, the day before that, cool but like even today like today it was 40 something degrees when you woke up tomorrow we're going to warm up a little bit end of the week highs mid 70s low in the 50s may get a little rain thursday night around here this is north mississippi anyway lows kind of cooling back down in the weekend next week we may get up close to 80 but everything's really mild for the next little while that's good that's good what about fayetteville arkansas <laughs> that's where i'm going this weekend let me see I'll tell you in just a minute. I would imagine it's cool, cooler. Be careful to look at Fayetteville, Arkansas, and not Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's a lot like here. How about this? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be. But um, they got a high today of 70, low of 48. Saturday for the football game, 11 a.m. kickoff, Fayetteville, Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Saturday, a high of 75. A low of 51, and basically no chance of rain whatsoever. Man, we're going to have some football weather around here. We didn't even talk about it yesterday, how this past weekend, Brandon went to Oak Grove and smacked him around. How about that? Round of, uh, of applause, Brandon Bulldogs. <laughs> Beat him by 18. That was a big win for them. I watched uh, Warren Central. And Vicksburg, that was a one-point game. Warren Central kicked the field goal to win it late in the in the fourth quarter. I think I think it was maybe 19 to 18 was the final. Kind of sloppy early and some turnovers, but it was fun. Yeah, that's two that's two pretty good teams now. And Vicksburg, man, they are they got some size and they are fast. They can run. And Vicksburg's got one receiver that made some some great plays, including an unbelievable one-handed catch late in the ball game. That was really competitive. Fun to see. Isn't nothing like high school football. There's just nothing like it. Nothing better than it, in, in my opinion, regarding sports. Just one man's opinion. That's all it is. All right, so I told you we'd hear what they said. Let's do that now. Let's hear a little bit of that right now. So press conferences yesterday, you heard a little bit earlier where Zach Arnett said that it's just still day-to-day. Will Rogers, Woody Marks, those guys. They'll keep it up in the air best they can until game time. Here is Zach Arnett on Arkansas. On defense, I think they're playing really good on defense. Uh, they have a lot of impact impact players right now. They got out of the transfer portal. They kind of rebuilt that side of the ball. Uh, and they are they are long and big and physical up front. Um, you know, their last five games, all but one of them is a one, 
one possession, one score game, and if the ball bounces the other way or, you know, one or two plays go the other way, the result can be drastically different. But, I mean, Coach Pittman's an offensive line coach by trade, so he's got big physical offensive linemen who, who come off the ball and, you know, they, they play like a, a team coached by an offensive line coach. But they're playing really good on defense right now. Obviously on offense, uh, K.J. Jefferson is as uh, dynamic of a player as there is in college football. I mean, you see, you see guys bouncing off him left and right. His ability to shrug off tacklers is very impressive. Uh, you know, I know I'm sure Rocket Sanders has been frustrated this year because he hadn't been able to go in several games. Um, but you look at what he did last season and what he's done in his career, you know, he's just every time he gets the ball is a, a threat to break out. They got really good length at receiver, guys who run well. Again, I think they did, they did a nice job kind of rebuilding their roster. Uh, they got a lot of guys out of the transfer portal who are playing really good for them, and, and they look like a big physical football team on film. And look, man, you know, Arkansas sitting there with a 2-5 and five record. And here's the thing about it. I don't know if you realize this. They have not played a home football game in over a month. Arkansas's last home game was September the 16th against BYU. BYU beat them 38-31. Since then, it's been four straight games on the road, three of those true road games. They had the neutral site game against Texas A&M, which... Interestingly, that was their worst loss in that stretch. Okay, so so how is it going for Arkansas? They're two and five. They they stink, right? Well, listen now. They've played four in a row away from home. They hadn't had a home game in a month. They went to Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium. They went to Ole Miss, and then they went to Tuscaloosa. And those three games, they lost by an average of four points, four, four and a half points. They lost by three at LSU. They lost by seven at Ole Miss and held them to 27. And then lost by three this past weekend in Tuscaloosa. Now, they did have the neutral site loss by 12, 34-22. Didn't play well, you know, against A&M. But they have been right there. They really have. Okay, and so now they get home game state. They will then go to Florida and then finish the season three straight home games, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. Sam Pittman said yesterday that this is a game they have to win. Listen to what he said. We have to win. We have to win Saturday. And uh, to reach, again, when the season starts, you have all these goals, you know, and – there are still some on that we had, you know. Now, they may have been down here to get up here, but there are some still attainable goals that we have. And uh, our kids know. Um, I'm going to talk to them today about it. But this game Saturday is a big, big game for us. And they all are, Trey, but you keep backing yourself up into a corner, you know, at some point you got to go forward. And uh, – and uh, we've proven that we've got a pretty good football team. We haven't proven we can win. And so uh, we've got to do that Saturday. I think our kids are understand that. There are some things in that locker room that, 
you know, the, the kids that have been here for four years have started that we don't want to let loose, we don't want to let go of. I think there's a lot of motivation things, one of them being uh, getting back home and playing. And we want to show the state of Arkansas that we got a good football team, a good enough one to win. So there's a lot of motivation there. I mean, and I, I don't know what what time the home game is going to be for Arkansas uh, when they host Auburn on November the 11th. But Arkansas has got three remaining SEC home games. This one at 11 a.m., the final game at 3 p.m., and so they'll wait and see if they get a night game, I guess, hosting Auburn in the middle of November. But uh, I would imagine that Arkansas is going to have a big crowd. They had a home game in a month. And I know they're 2-5, and five and that affects it. But, look, they've been competitive against everybody. And right now, as it stands, if you were to just line them all up right now and look at the Western Division teams, down at the bottom you got State and Auburn who have lost some games and haven't really even looked competitive in some of them, like Auburn this past Saturday against LSU. Stayed at home against LSU. They hadn't even been competitive in some of them. Arkansas is 2-5. and five. 0 for any SEC. They've been competitive in all of them. They've been right there in all of them. they got two three-point losses at LSU and at Alabama. That's how close they've been, and you got to credit them for being competitive. So, you know, second half of the season – and he's right. They're in a position where they have to win it at home. State's in a position. It has to win something like this on the road. It's going to have to. All right. That's hour one, hour two coming up. In the Bureau. Stick around.